Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Send the tweets, send the hot takes, at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N, Super Bowl 54. And I'll already say it right now. Uh, I got San Francisco winning. And I just want to know from you, as we get percolating throughout the morning, am I wrong? I think most arguments are about, well, which team shows up and plays defense? Which team will play defense today? Which team will do what it takes defensively? I think this comes down to offense. I think it comes down to both co- both coaches, obviously both quarterbacks, but I think it comes down to execution. I think it's deeper than that. Because these games, these coaches this year, 2019 has been a refreshing year for a lot of hardcore football fans. If you're one of the ones who, if you're just watching and enjoying it, it's still fun. But if you're one of the people who are watching some of the trends, you're looking at DVOA, you're looking at the pro football focus and everything like that. For the hardcore football fan, it's been a refreshing season. Because you watch both of these teams, you see not just these teams, but who they beat to get here, the type of road that they had to go through. 2019's really become the year of the coach. I've seen a resurgence in people giving coaching credit. What what good coaches can do for quarterbacks, what they can do for entire football teams. Yesterday, the, the coach of the year voting came out. I was really surprised, and I know it's a regular season type of thing, but real quick on this, I, I was really surprised I didn't see anything from Mike, from Mike Vrabel. I know it, it's like, well, Ken, they were 9-7 last year. They were 9-7 and seven this year. And I don't begrudge any of the names that were on the list that received votes. McDermott received a vote. Sean Payton received a vote. Guys, Sean McDermott went to the playoffs with the Bills. He deserves a vote. He's a good coach. They've got a good system there in Buffalo. It's not about whether or not that that, that those guys didn't deserve votes. I thought, man, Mike Vrabel doesn't get a vote. Made a tough decision about a quarterback. They punt on on a number two overall pick for that franchise, and and use Ryan Tannehill, and not just use Ryan Tannehill, which was a Stones move anyway, but get very good play. And then they take something, and this is what great coaching is, where so many people think it's smoke and mirrors, and, well, we got to do something that they're not doing. And it's totally not. You can run away and hide for a little bit, but you're going to get figured out. You don't get to AFC Championship games by running and hiding in smoke and mirrors and finesse. You have to take what your strength is, you need to exploit your strength and exploit weaknesses. And 250-pound running backs who run four fives who can't be tackled by 220-pound linebackers because, remember, we got to play light now because guys are throwing all over the place. Tennessee did something remarkable this year. It's one of the most satisfying seasons. And next week, when we're on on Saturday again, next week I'll, I, it's already one of my top five most satisfying seasons, what the Tennessee Titans did. 
and it did highlight while I was having those thoughts last night when the when the when the votes came out when I saw some of the responses to it. It's been a great year for coaching. Guys who are able to take their football teams, take them to a different level, where I don't need to have 5,500 passing yards and 60 touchdowns. It's not touchdown, 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 pass, 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 pass. I don't need it to be that way. I need good complementary football. I need guys who have been executing the right way. I need guys who are doing it the right way at the quarterback spot. And I've seen good, efficient play out of both of these teams in the Super Bowl, and I saw good, efficient play out of all that list of those guys who received votes this year. It's been a refreshing year for people who like classic football, who people who like good coaching jobs and still believe that coaching matters in the NFL. Because it always did, this year highlights it. But we get the Super Bowl 54. And I say at the very beginning, I think San Francisco wins. And it's not because of defense. It's not because of, well, which one shows up defensively. I still think I still think it's offensively, and I still think it's for the reasons that I said. Execution. And being able to follow a game plan, taking the ball away from an opponent, being able to hold on to the football, being able to do what's necessary to get the win. One team can run the ball better than the other one, but there are certain things that we have to knock down, certain, certain arguments over this time that we need to knock down. For Kyle Shanahan, you look at what his offense has done, Andy Reid, what his offense has done, and we automatically believe that Kansas City has been able to do more. Kansas City's actually given up less points throughout the year than what San Francisco has. San Francisco has actually scored more. It's been a bit topsy-turvy than what we actually believe. And if I see who can execute, who can adjust, who can make the most of an opportunity with a good running game, with a good blocking scheme, both these offensive lines are really good. And I love what Kansas City's offensive line is. But who can make the most of an opportunity? Who's more prone to a mistake? Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown a decent amount of interceptions this year. Not not a terrible high amount, but a decent amount of interceptions this year. But if you can keep the ball on the ground, which they can, can you take advantage of that opportunity? Running the football, chewing up clock when it's needed, being able to take care of the football when it's needed, closing out both halves. I think Kansas City can score with anybody. Can they take advantage of the opportunities that are given to them, or will they give opportunity? Can you find yourself in a hole the way you did against Tennessee in the week prior against Houston? And there's been a little bit of a storyline that's been picking up. I talked to Soren Petro, 810 in uh, Kansas City, just a couple of days ago. There's a little bit of a thought that there might be an emotional letdown because they, they got to where they wanted to go. Last year, the way they lost, the things that happened in the way they lost, where we had this big argument of whether or not you should get the ball at halftime or, or both teams should be able to, to guarantee getting the ball at halftime, where the rules are rules. I would like to see both teams get the ball, but regardless. That maybe there's a bit of a mental... Let down. Maybe there's a, a relaxing that goes on. I can't buy into that. I don't believe that. You have a coach right now who, if you're playing for him, which they are, if you're playing for him, th- this might be the difference for his career. He's been brilliant. He resurrected a franchise prior. He, he brought consistency to a franchise. He did very well for this franchise. And I think that this game, if Kansas City wins this game, this very well could be a difference in his career. 
in terms of steps at Canton, not steps at Canton. I know there's other guys who've won more. I know there's other guys who haven't been in there as long. I know ten, it, we have a tendency because it's flowery. We tend to overrate it. I understand that. But being close so many times, already being in a Super Bowl, being a long-tenured coach before, and being a tenured coach now, this game could very well be the difference. For Patrick Mahomes, as a guy who was seen to take the proverbial torch away from Tom Brady, this would be a culmination. For so many other guys, it's so important. I, I refuse to believe that there would be some emotional letdown. But for San Francisco, we see in Kyle Shanahan, I, I could see him being the very next Bill Walsh for that franchise. For Andy Reid, again, this game being the difference, I think that we could see him on the edge of, of another generation's, my generation's Marty Schottenheimer. This game means so much to both. And over time, and I'll bring this up later, I think one team has a better chance to get here again and again and again and again, and it's probably not the team I'm picking to win this this week's game, this afternoon's football game. I pick San Francisco. The completeness, the defense, yes, I know, but I think it's more about offense. Refusing to make mistakes, capitalizing, bleeding clock, being able to convert easy third downs because you've been able to run the ball effectively on either first down, pass effectively on first and second down, being able to complete easy third and one, convert them, keep the keep the clock going, keep the ball moving. I still believe in San Francisco more in this game. For Kyle Shanahan, there's a world ahead of you. At 40 years old, you could go another 20 years if you have the football team around you, if you're able to replace Jimmy Garoppolo sometime a decade from now or even over that. You have a lot of things going for you. For Andy Reid, there's a bunch of questions about, well, you're 60 years old. Once you hit the 60, how much longer can you go? I think he's completely, completely in on things. I don't think that anybody has to worry about, but you always wonder about getting back. So there is one team that I feel, even though they have a younger quarterback and a more physically gifted quarterback, their, their back is against the wall. But in San Francisco, you never know about these things. You never can guarantee about getting back. And from what I saw already in San Francisco this year, how they're able to handle both sides of the football, I'm taking San Francisco today. For you, I'm picking San Francisco. Am I right or am I wrong? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Joe Theismann joins us a little bit later on, coming up at 7.40 a.m. Eastern. Also, we do talk some NBA. Seiko Smith, NBA.com, NBA TV. We talk about LeBron. I think a lot of people had a lot of hot takes after the game the other night in the tribute to Kobe. If they're going to win an NBA championship this year, it has to be more about LeBron. I'll explain that a little bit later on the show. But I'm picking San Francisco Am I wrong? This is the Ken Carmen Show. 7.40 this morning, Joe Theismann joins us. Talk Super Bowl with him. He's got some memories. Also, Siku Smith going to join us. NBA.com, NBA TV. Five burning questions, 8.20 a.m., 5.20 Pacific. And it is, it is Groundhog Day, which I don't think of Groundhog Day the way that a lot of people do. I just think of the movie with Bill Murray. And so we go Groundhog Day coming up at 7.20 a.m. this morning, Eastern. 855-2124-CBS. 855-212-4227. I'm picking San Francisco. Completeness gets to me. Defensively, though, and Soren Petro's great, great host over there in Kansas City. 
was the first one to go, well, you know, there might be an emotional letdown. And some people here are wondering about it because Kansas City got to where they needed to get to since last year. They got over that hump. Now it's not the time for something like that. You can't have that. It can't be one after another. That that almost sounds, and I love that guy, but if, if fans are subscribing to that thought, it almost sounds like you're already making an excuse to lose. You can't allow yourself to do that. An Andy Reid coach football team with that much to play for, first time in 50 years, you have some sort of an emotional letdown. Ah, we'll be good. We'll be back next year. It'll be perfectly fine. I think that's the most ridiculous, possibly stupid thing you could possibly think in your entire life. You want me to get to Gary in Jacksonville first. Gary, you're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Good morning, Ken. A couple thoughts, please, if you don't mind, and then a prediction. Go ahead. First of all, as a Dolphins fan, I love the fact they brought back Ryan Fitzpatrick because whether they go with Herbert Hellions or Tua's Tyrannicals in the draft, they don't have to rush him. They can Herbert. sit him behind uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and let him learn the position, even if it's, uh, you know, they bring him halfway through the year or whatever. Yeah. I, I, He's going to be a great mentor to either one. Yes. Number two, great to see the 72 Dolphins. Don Schull and a few of the Dolphins voted, of course, the NFL's greatest team ever. And uh, I just love the fact that Tony and the Chief Patriots couldn't accomplish what the 72 Dolphins did. Immortality as the perfect season. And the only rings that say perfect season on them. Super Bowl rings. And lastly, I like Kansas City by 10. I just I just don't trust Garoppolo, Ken. I think there's going to be a big moment, and I realize he's had some big games against the Saints and whatever, but usually a team doesn't go from 4-12 and 12 to winning it all the next year, and I know Garoppolo was injured last year, but usually, usually it's a gradual transition. It doesn't happen, uh, boom, right away, you know, you know, the Super Bowl after a sub-500 season. And he is, I just think he's going to make a big turnover, a big fumble, or a big interception at a critical time, and that's going to be the difference in the game in Kansas City by either 10 or 13. And uh, have a good one. Enjoy the game. Gary, thank you, you too, very much. I want to get to the next call here in a second. I've got to break that down for just a second because Gary made a hell of a point. From four to what, what, what San Francisco will do, I'm still picking San Francisco. I, people give Jimmy Garoppolo in the name game manager. I think game manager is one of the most ridiculous terms out there. I think it's a BS term. Great quarterbacks, Hall of Famers, or game managers. You have to be able to manage a game. You can be a, a wild-armed, crazy assassin, big arm type of guy. You're turning the ball over, making a bunch of mistakes. You're going to be in big trouble. They call Jimmy Garoppolo a game manager. It's stupid. Because you have the luxury of a good offensive line being able to turn around and hand the football off to good running backs who are able to execute properly with a good blocking scheme. I I don't think that makes you a game manager. I think it makes you smart. I don't know why we go after guys with that. The other thought to that, San Francisco at 4-12 last year to this year. Gary's right about this. There's no Jimmy Garoppolo last year. What San Francisco would do if they win tonight is they put an unfair example out there for fan bases because San Francisco didn't skip the step so many teams try to do it the team in my hometown tried to do it this year you can't skip the step building an actual team building an actual culture you can go out win free agency win the offseason you have to build it and for a while I questioned a little bit of Kyle Shanahan thinking Gosh, are we just going to continue to do this year in and year out? Make a bunch of make a bunch of excuses for a team. 
you know, four or five win team before goes to a Super Bowl, it's going to throw people off. But when you break down what San Francisco has been over the last couple of years, it's taken some strong efforts, strong work, and some patience. And I will mention the owner coming up later on because I, I see San Francisco as one of the calling cards for ownership and professional football where it's been bad before, and if they can do it with that owner, then you, wherever you're at in whatever city you are, your owner can learn too. Let me get to Mark in Denver. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Mark. Morning, Ken. Happy Super Sunday to you, buddy. Same to you, my uh, friend. I, thank you. Uh, you know, I actually wanted to comment on your uh, on your take here uh, for the Niners. I think you hit the nail right on the head. You know, such a team, a great team as a whole. And uh, you know, I, I disagree with that last caller. Uh, you can go from four and twelve to a winning team, and it's not just because of Garoppolo. That's a completely different team. The way that well, people will season. think, Mark. Mark, the thing that I the, the the reason I agreed with him is that people will automatically think that that's and and you know better than this, and you know too. It, it took a while for San Francisco to do it, but they think you can just flick your wrists and away you go. Like it, it takes a year, it takes a couple years to put that thing in the right direction. You know that, Mark. Go ahead. That's true, but I think they're already heading in that right direction. Yeah. And, you know, um, it's not just them being a team as a whole. I think one of the big points of the 49ers winning this game tonight is the fact that they have something that they have not seen yet, which is a, the best defense in the league. Defense wins championship. Uh, you know how Mahomes has been breaking all the golden rules of being a quarterback across the body throws, across the field throws, uh, turning his head and throwing the ball. It's going to come back in, uh, and, and, and kick him in the butt, uh, and it's going to be tonight. If he keeps, keeps doing these kind of things that you're not supposed to do as a quarterback, his defense is going to show him why he shouldn't continue doing these things. And um, just one other thing, uh, just as a superstition, hey, man, everybody is betting on Kansas City, everyone that I've spoken to, and uh, maybe if Mafia is involved in this at all, you know how they're involved in those sports books. I'm pretty sure they can probably <laughs> put a little hand in making something happen. So thanks for taking my call, Ken. Have a good one. Mark, thank you very much for making the call. 6.26 a.m., we got our first Mafia reference. 855-212-4CBS. Joe, Boston, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, good morning. Um, I think that Everyone's talking about San Francisco's defense. I think the the biggest story here, too, is the Chiefs' defense. The last few games, they got down big early, and the, the offense came back and had to bail them out. And I, I think against this defense, you're not going to be able to come back by, by 20 points or 14 points if you go down early big. Um, and also, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, my, my friends refer to me as the mush when I bet because I usually lose every bet that I, that I bet on. So mm-hmm. I did take the Chiefs. Because uh, I'm going to use a little reverse psychology, but I was talking to the, the screen caller. I, I think it's going to come down to uh, Andy Reid kind of puking on himself and calling some unnecessary timeouts in the third quarter, and uh, Mahomes driving down, maybe down by seven points, and kind of just running out of time midfield. And I think that's how it's going to end again. Unne- wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Joe. <laughs> unnecessary timeouts in the third quarter yeah, is what know, you're banking on? Yeah, yeah, because you'll see a defense that he doesn't recognize. You know, it's happened in the past. You know. Uh, management, calling timeouts when, when he, you know, I hope I'm wrong, like I said, because I did put my money on the Chiefs, but after I placed my bet, I thought about it more, and I'm going to go with some reverse psychology, but I just think it's going to come down to, down to the Chiefs defense not letting San Francisco put up 14 to 20 spot on to stop the game early. Cause All right, let, me ask, you another, let me ask you another question. Let me ask you another question. This is going to be a personal question. You ready? Yes, yes. 
How much did you put down? How much? $200. I don't bet on sports, but every year after the Super Bowl, I put 200 bucks down, you know, just for a little bit of fun. That's usually my horrible. Patriots are in it, so I, I usually don't like to bet, but since I have no dog in this fight, I just put 200 bucks down. That's it. I, I can actually watch the game and not be on the edge of my seat. You know? Okay, so. I can take I can. Okay, Joe, I can take that. Joe, thank you very much for the call. I can take that. For a second, because he's already, you listen to Joe in Boston, He's already second-guessing himself, going, ah, you know, luck, this, that. Defense wins chance. He's starting to say different, like, things to get himself going again. And so for the first thought, I go, God, how much does this guy put down? But $200? Okay, $200 once a year. They ain't a big deal. Now I want Joe to win just because he's talking himself out of, out of the bet he already made. Now I already want the – he did pick the Chiefs. Is that not true, Pierno? I think he did pick the Chiefs. I yes, wrote sir. that down. Okay, now I want the Chiefs to win. Uh, I'm picking San Francisco. I want the Chiefs to win because of Joe in Boston. I have a cheap heart. I have a big heart. I'm easily swayed. There's a difference between think and want. I think that the 49ers will win. I think I want the Chiefs to win because of Joe in Boston. 855-2124-CBS. I'm picking the 49ers. More complete. I think that the, if, if you let them get up by 10 or 13, I think that that will be the difference. I, if you start out, and Kansas City has to find a way to start hot. If you start out the same way, if, I, if I'm Kansas City, I'm taking a big shot early, trying to put one on them because my offense is strong and I think I can get after him. Mahomes, I don't think, would let me down on a big pick early or anything like that. I think I'd be perfectly fine. If I'm Kansas City, I go right for the jugular early. I want to get up early, try to set the tone, go. You get down by 10 or 13 or, God forbid, 20 like you did in weeks prior, I think you're in big trouble with this football team. You cannot afford to start out slow. So many people say defense today. I think it comes down to offense. One able to execute, salt away, convert third downs very, very nicely. The other one's big strike. Can you make the most of the opportunities that you might get? Because there still could be a turnover there. You get the ball in a good spot. You turn things back into a touchdown. All of a sudden, you're rolling again. That's what Kansas City's been. But a type of football team the way San Francisco is, they get up by double digits. It's going to be hard to get back into that game. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Coming up, we got the great Joe Theismann joining. More of your calls. Am I wrong about taking San Francisco? And Tom and Bill... Remind me of my mom and dad. This is the Ken Carmen Show. One hour away, Joe Theismann joins us. NFL great. Talk Super Bowl with him. Whole shebang. It's going to be wonderful. I'm going to get back to the calls here in a second. I saw the picture of Tom Brady. Did you guys know? Pierno, let me ask you real quick. You know what the largest demo for divorce is? The largest demographic? The largest demographic for divorce. Yes, the, the fastest the growing, the fastest growing now largest demographic for for divorce in our country right now. What is it? It is sixty and over. What would you have guessed? I would say maybe like uh, I would think fifty. Or really, forty-five, fifty. Yeah, maybe after you know the kids had you know grown up and that kind of has worn off because I feel like you know a lot of people might You're stay almost, together for the there kids. There you are. There you are. You're almost there. You're almost there. Pierno, thank you. Pierno's doing a hell of a job already this morning. Doing two jobs at once. Don't think we haven't noticed. He's done fantastic. The largest demo for divorce right now, at least 2019 going on to 2020, 
60-plus-year-olds. Big question why. We're living longer. We're retiring still. Some people are getting to retire. And now since we live longer, you're 60-plus years old, and people are going to live into their hundreds. They all of a sudden look at it and they realize, you know what? I really don't care for this person. I've had enough. I'm tired yeah. of this person. We're, we're more sexually active than we've ever been at an, at an older age. People are taking, they really are taking better care of themselves. They're living longer, so they're, they're more vibrant longer. That means they have a better sex life longer, and they go, you know what? I just don't want to be with this person. So they decide to get a divorce. People in going into their golden years are, are separating from each other. Some people are wondering why. And I think it's what you're really wondering whether or not you want to be with this person. There are also several instances, and if you see some of the stories about this, there's several instances of this where people think they're, they're doing this for all the right reasons. They end up making a mistake because it's not just about what's young and hot and sexy. It's also about who's, who's going to take care of you, who's going to be with you, who's going to be with you through the thick and thin. And I saw the picture of Tom. And I saw everybody freak out, and I didn't know what to make of it. I go, is he leaving Is is he leaving Gillette? Is he going back into Gillette? Is he leaving the NFL? What does this mean? Then I see Gil Brandt with he and his wife at a Super Bowl party, and I'm even more confused about it because it seems like he sent it at the Super Bowl party and said, all right, let's see what they say about this, and then away he goes. It's a confusing thing. And I, if he makes that decision, Because Tennessee's in the mix, even though they have Ryan Tannehill. The Chargers are in the mix. The Raiders are in the mix. Several teams we hear about. Hey, you know, that might be a hell of a destination for a guy like Tom Brady. If you're going to make that decision, you have to think about this the whole... Take the next couple of months, because March will be here before you know it. Even go into March, when the new football year starts over and we can talk turkey with free agents. Even go into March... Think long and hard about this before you make this decision. Because there's no going back if you would decide to separate and just see what's on the other side. See what's on the other side of the fence. Because Tom and Bill, they really remind me of my mom and dad. My parents are in their 60s. And my parents are of a different generation. You get married. You stay married. That's the way it is. And to them, the thought of, well, we're in our golden years. We're going to do it. Now I can't stand this person anymore. And they get, it's an unthinkable thing. And by the way, it's not a Walton style growing up that we had. I remember vividly big fights that my parents had. Things that I know that I want to make sure my wife and I don't repeat as parents in front of our three boys. A lot of uneasiness, scariness. I remember holding on to my dog a couple of times because they would get in vicious, loud arguments. And there were times where it's going, okay, they're going to they're gonna be done. Mom's going to live somewhere else. Dad's going to live somewhere else. And that's just the way it is. And there were times where they would say mean-spirited things to each other just to hurt the other person's feelings. I still don't think they knew how to argue. And over the last couple of years... My mother has had some very, very serious health concerns that I've shared a couple of times on the year. And my father has basically become a caretaker for her. And there's a lot of things he's willing to do that I can't even fathom, that I would not want to have happen to me. I wouldn't want my wife to do those things for me. I would insist on a home. My father can't bring himself to do it. And so now into their 60s and into their 70s, I'm not sure how much longer we're going to have my mother but they are as close as they've ever been. My mother relies on my father for everything. 
And while Tom still might have a year, maybe even two, of really good football ahead of him, maybe this last year was where we started to see all the real cracks and what's going on with him. I warn you, because I don't know where else you're going to get it this good. And I know a lot of folks are going to wonder, well, Tom owes the Patriots nothing. He took he took pay cuts with the Patriots. He really owes them nothing. And when you look at what Bill Belichick's career has been, where he, he goes past guys who, if he thinks they have diminishing skills, he's going to move on. Jacoby Brissett was drafted for a reason. Jared Stidham's already been brought in for a reason. And they're going to try to make that work someday. Jimmy Garoppolo brought in for a reason. They moved on from both of those guys, and that's probably Robert Kraft's doing. And if it's not a loyalty to Bill Belichick, which I wouldn't blame him if it weren't, you still need to look at Robert Kraft, who made an executive decision who could have taken his own Patriots football team. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a great quarterback. I don't know if he's one of the elites, but I think he's a great quarterback. And if you have a great quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo, you could have taken a Patriots franchise with a mind that's still supple with Bill Belichick and taken that another decade, decade plus. Could have been able to do that. Decided to go with Tom. Jacoby Brissett has talent. As good as Jimmy, no. Elite, no. But has talent. Could Jacoby Brissett healthy on a Patriots football team continue to lead them to the playoffs? Yes. They move on. Because they have Tom. Their loyalty to that guy is unwavering. And I think it's the same with your parents. It's the same with Tom and Bill. You might look every now and then. You might get a wandering eye every now and then. Not saying to be getting on Ashley Madison or anything like that. But every now and then you go, I wonder what life would be like. Things aren't always going to be perfect. There's going to be some difficulties. There's difficulties in my marriage. There's difficulties in my parents' marriage. And you get to a point where you realize you can't live without that other person. In the parlance of football, while Bill Belichick's mind is still there, everything's fresh, he might be ready to move on, I think Robert Kraft needs to dig deep. And Tom Brady, most of all, needs to dig deep and think, what's legacy? What's left? What's the best move for me? Is it really trying to go with another coach who we know probably isn't as good as Bill Belichick? Or another organization? Trying to replicate the Patriot way when there's really no blueprint for it. It has been you, and you just don't have the time because you're 42 going on 43 years old. You quite literally don't have the time to put that back together. So many couples are deciding that it's better if we separate. How many people out there are wondering if they made a big mistake a year or two years in? 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Back to Super Bowl 54. I'm picking San Francisco. A lot of people are disagreeing with me. Let me try to get to Kenny in San Francisco. He's first up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing? Wonderful, Kenny. Go right on ahead, bud. It's a, uh, you know, it's obvious I'm from San Francisco. I buy a straight, um, I think you're right. We are completely, this is like a replication in, uh, you know, history repeats itself. I remember that year when, uh, what do you call this, headline about Dan Marino, nobody's going to beat him and everything. Look what happened. It's like we beat them. We, yeah, we had good defense and everything. Now it's going to happen again later on today at 3 o'clock. Clock is 35-31. That's uh, 49ers. You got the Niners 
Yep. That's a high-scoring game. Kenny, thank you very much for the call. We broke up a little bit there. I'll take it. Andrea in the Bay Area. She's next up on CBS Sports Radio. It's good to talk to you again. Yes, Ken. How are you? I'm doing a lot better talking to you. Oh, right back at you. I just had to stay up. It's, it's just, I, it was just so great to reconnect. I used to call in, into your show all the Folks, time, and it was when a different I, hour. When I was on 10, a, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, right? Andrea used to call in bi-weekly, sometimes, every, mostly every other week, mm-hmm. and the Virgo in service yes. is back in. It is 3.49 a.m. in the <laughs> Bay Area. Andrea has foregone her sleep. She's a night owl. Yes, All right. right. You've been looking into the stars, Andrea. Yes, I have. What are you seeing here? What's happening today? Well, I definitely agree with you about the 49ers. And uh, what's interesting, the game is 2-2-20. I thought that was interesting right off mm-hmm. the bat. And I looked at the coaches' chart and the quarterbacks. I basically cut to the chase. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Shanahan, he is a Sagittarius, very visionary, very upbeat. Um, December 14, 1979. And just so happens, Mars, planet of energy, assertion, aggression, is in Sagittarius. That happens once every two years. So the fact that Mars is there right near his sun is giving him extra energy, extra assertion in terms of power and supremacy, Ken. He's really wanting to manifest this aggressive self-assertion and desire for authority, increased willpower, you name it. You know, it's just really very strong of an energy. Um, Jimmy G, hey, he's a transformational Scorpio. They went 5-0 and when they got him, uh, you know, a couple years back. And then, obviously, he was injured, unfortunately. I was hoping he'd win, play, you know, comeback player of the year, but I digress. He's yeah. uh, November 2nd, 1991. He's also having a powerful Mars aspect, Jupiter making a harmonious aspect to his Mars. So that's very fruitful for expansion and abundance and energy. And, you know, it's hard to bet against Mahomes. He's my Virgo birthday twin. He's September 17th. Different year, of course, 1995. Um, and uh, Andy Reid, he's March 19, 1958. I mean, it's been 50 years. It would be nice to, uh, you know, have a Super Bowl. But the 49ers charts, from the information I have in front of me at my disposal, look stronger. Oh Well, hey, can I ask you a real quick question? Yes, please. Are meaner people, this is, this is a total non sequitur, are meaner people more born in October? Do they have a tendency to be mean? You know, it's very interesting you said that. You're a very intuitive cancer, and I love what you were sharing earlier. It really was very touching. Cancer, food, family, feelings. Just wanted to honor that. I'm an emotional boy. (laughs) Scorpio is the end of October, about the 22nd, till about November 20th. And they're very intense. I mean, every every sign can, you know, has the high road and the low road. But no sign is as extreme as Scorpio. So you're right on about that because they can be very um, secretive, suspicious, distrustful, kind of resentful, a little revengeful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the high road certainly transformational and powerful and complex and mysterious. But 
you know, we have good days and bad days, but no sign is as extreme as Scorpio and the end of October, if that's what you're referring to. That's a hell of, thank you so much. It, it, yes. it, it, for personal reasons, I just love it. Andrea, I can't thank you enough. I get, I, I'm going to tell everybody, you've only been wrong once with me, and that was the 2016 finals. Everything else, you've been, de- you've been dead on. Oh, perfect. It was great to reconnect, Ken. We love you, Andrea. Thank you very much. The great Andrea in the Bay Area. Virgo in service. She got a website, everything. Folks, she's only been wrong once. 2016 finals. She had Golden State. She had Steph Curry. She said there's all all the cosmic tumblers were clicking into place. She got that one wrong. Everything else, she's been dead ass, folks. Right on. She got San Francisco winning. I did ask her the thing. It does make sense when you think about it. You're born in October. Halloween, that type of year, which Halloween's fun, but you think about everything around you dying. Spring birthdays, everything's being reborn, everything's growing. So you tend to be a happier camper. It's just science, folks. It's just astrology. You can't, listen, you can fight a lot of things. You can't fight the stars. You can't fight the numbers. Andrea's got both. What do I have? Nothing. I have crackpot theories about my parents comparing them to Tom Brady. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. All right, who do you got winning Super Bowl 54? Who do you got? I got San Francisco. We'll take who you have. Also, a little bit later on, 720 a.m. Eastern. It's Groundhog Day again. I got four of the best headlines you're going to find next year. And the $64,000 question. Or ticket in this case. Joe Theismann in just over 40 minutes. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum Monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.